well, a very warm welcome to everybody, whether you're here in the building with us or whether you're joining us on Zoom. Um, we're so pleased to have you with us. And uh, if you're a visitor, you're particularly welcome. We hope that you'll, you will feel welcome. Um, and uh, you may not know me, I'm, my name's Alison and uh, I'm one of the worship leaders here. And if you have young children, um, please don't worry about them making a noise. We're, we're quite happy. We do have a creche and we've got children's work, but if you'd rather they stayed in with you, that's fine. And please don't worry about, um, you know, about trying to keep them quiet. Uh, I've been asked to give one notice, which is about the, the seniors on, seniors, uh, on Saturday um, from 10.30 to 12. Um, this, this particular week, there, is, uh, there are some coming from the, the police service to talk about scams. And so I've been asked to say that um, anybody who doesn't normally go to seniors who would like to go along to, to hear um, you know, some of the warnings, because there are, there are a lot of scams around, you know, whether it's on the phone or computer or whatever. Um, so is that, that right, Leslie, if, even if you don't know? Sorry? Yeah, two policemen will be coming, so. Um. We're going to be hearing later on about, uh, or he, the, the question, why does the ascension of Jesus matter to us? But before that, we, we will be, we'll be worshiping. So I'd like to, to start with, with a prayer. Father God, just as Jesus asked you to send the spirit to his, his disciples as a comforter and so much more. We ask you, Lord God, that you would send the Holy Spirit to be with us here this morning, that your Holy Spirit would fill this place, that your Holy Spirit would fill us, and that we might be uh, able so to, to worship you. May your Holy Spirit draw from us the worship that you are due. May we worship you in spirit and in truth. And may we have an expectancy that he will be here and that we will hear from you this morning. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. And so uh, let's, let's worship God in, in song. Behold the Lord upon his throne.
As you feel led, please speak out words of, of adoration. Tell him how wonderful he is, whether it's in prayer, in song, in, in scripture reading. If you're on Zoom and you wish to speak, remember to unmute yourself and then mute yourself at the end. Let's give him our adoration. opened the minds of his disciples to understand the scriptures, that the Christ should suffer and die, and on the third day rise again from the dead. He led them out as far as Bethany, and lifted up his hands and blessed them. After he had blessed them, he parted from them, and was carried up to heaven. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, it's so good to be able to meet together on the Sunday morning to lift your name on high, to declare you are the Lord, you're the Lord God Almighty. Just thank you for the people who wrote those psalms and those songs, Lord, that we can indeed raise your name on high, declare you're our Lord, you're our Savior, and we love you, Lord. And we can say that because you first loved us, Lord. Yes. You're a holy God. We wouldn't dare to come into your presence, but you enable that through Jesus Christ. Oh, we just thank you for coming down and being with us by your Holy Spirit, Lord. Just be with us now, Lord, as we, as we raise our praises to you, as we thank you, Lord. You're an amazing God, Lord. We don't deserve it, but in your grace and mercy, you've poured out your blessing on us. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen.
Jesus, we worship you. Worship, honour and adore your lovely name. Jesus, we worship you, Lord of Lords and King of Kings. We worship you from a thankful heart we sing. We worship you. Amen. Jesus, name above all names, beautiful We thank you, Jesus, that you are all that and more. And we've sung of the, the truth that all we need is found in you. And we just thank you for that. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Son. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, at this stage, we would normally have an all-age talk, but Mark is actually on holiday, so we, um, we won't be, be having one today. Um, could we take up the offering, please? <coughs> yes, Lord, all we need is found in you. And we thank you that you pour out so many blessings on us and not least are the, the financial, um, the material blessings that, that you give us. We thank you for all that we have, all that you have given us, and we ask that uh, you will, will bless um, this portion that we have chosen to give back to you, and that it will be used and multiplied in your service. And we pray now, Lord, for the, the, the children who are going out. We ask for your blessing on them, that they too will meet with you, that the Holy Spirit will be with them. We thank you that, uh, unlike when he was here on earth, um, there is no limit. You can be everywhere, and you are everywhere with everyone. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that uh, you will be with the, the young people, the children, their leaders as they go out now. And we pray that they, they will meet with you. Amen. So it's time to, to go to your groups.
Well, I, I always think it is, is right to start um, with a time of, of worship and, and adoration before we, we even think about intercessory prayer. But there, there is an opportunity now to, to pray for people and for situations um, that you were, are aware of, again, in the building or on Zoom. Um, there's so many situations, so many people need God in their lives, um, in their situations. So as again, as you feel led, uh, do please bring prayers of petition to God. Especially our hearts would go out to the families of the victims of the shooting uh, in the States this, this last week. Lord, we, we find it difficult to know where to start, Lord. The loss, the wanton, uh, seemingly meaningless loss of children's lives and teachers in that school. Lord, we, we cannot begin to imagine the pain, the suffering, the grief that those families and parents and grandparents and brothers and sisters, school friends are feeling. But Lord, you know, and uh, one of the names of the Spirit, Lord, is comforter, counsellor, advocate, the one who comes alongside. So Lord, we dare to pray that you would send your Spirit to come alongside grieving families, even today. Lord, be with those uh, Christians in churches seeking to offer hope, and counsel and your gospel to grieving families at this time. We pray, Lord, for wisdom, the anointing power of your spirit, that words of hope would be able to be offered, words of comfort. But Lord, also that through this horrendous uh, loss of life, through the horror of what's gone on, that somehow, Lord, you would work for good, that you would be drawing people to consider the, the evil of this world, and that they would, people would turn to you as the only source of hope uh, in this evil world. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Dear Lord, I, I pray against the sickness that was brought into this world called by Satan. The sickness that although we breathe the same air and drink the same water that you provided, that we go against each other, that these terrible evil things, Saturn, this Martin, French, and, and other sicknesses, you know, where people get ill and all that kind of stuff. And unlike, you know, when you bought the earth, you're not available to do a miracle for those people, although it seems sometimes you do. But in all this, all this con conflict, people working for themselves where we can't actually be together, and people, you know, class, different countries, customs, religions, we know when you come, you will break all that. Thank you, Lord. Amen.
Father God, we just bring to you the war in Ukraine. It seems like it's not headline news anymore, but it's still happening. People are still being killed. People are being made homeless. Father, so much destruction. We just pray for leaders of uh, the Ukraine and of Russia. We just pray, Father, that somehow sense would prevail and that peace would come to that country. We do pray for leaders of other countries too, uh, for Europe, for our own country. Father, we just despair sometimes, but Lord, we pray that you would break into hearts and minds, that you would give leaders of men your wisdom. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we think of the celebrations that are going to take place at the, the end of the week to celebrate the Platinum Jubilee of, of Queen Elizabeth. And I think even those who are not particularly in favour of the monarchy would recognise her amazing service to, to this country and hopefully they would recognise her faith in you. We thank you for her. Thank you for that, uh, for that faith. Thank you that she's not afraid to, to own the name of Jesus. We thank you for her dedication. And we do pray for a blessing on her um, as the, the celebrations uh, take place. We know that there have been concerns over her health. And uh, we pray, Lord, for, for a measure of, of strength and... Um, just that she will be able to enjoy these um, the celebrations. We know that it's tinged with sadness for her because she only became queen because her father had died. But Lord, we, we do thank you for her and we ask for your blessing on, on her. We thank you that you listen to all our prayers. We thank you that nothing's too small to bring to you and nothing's too large that you cannot do. And so we, we lay our prayers before you. We thank you for that, that amazing privilege of being able to, to bring our requests to you in prayer. Amen. Well, our reading this morning is from Acts chapter 1, verses 6 to 11. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, Will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power 
when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we don't have to be frightened to own Bibles, frightened to read them, frightened to, to share the contents with others. We thank you for Martin. Thank you for what you've given him to share. And Holy Spirit, would you move among us? Would you rest on Martin as he speaks to us? And would you move in us um, as we hear what you have to say to us? Amen. Thank you so much, Alison, for, oops, for leading us. Um, so sensitively uh, into the, the presence of God, it's great. <clears throat> um, in case you're interested, it was Ascension Day uh, on Thursday. Um, it's, not, it's not so much of a thing these days, is it, Ascension Day? When I was at, uh, when I was at primary school, uh, it was celebrated, and I remember singing strange hymns out of a hymn book in, uh, when I was very young. I didn't have a clue uh, what the words meant, but I knew that in some way Jesus had sort of whizzed back to heaven on Ascension Day. But the words of the hymn were kind of uh, the words of the hymns were kind of beyond me. Um, I don't know. I don't know how you see uh, the Ascension. Uh, whether you whether you picture Superman sort of whizzing on up to the sky or Thor sort of supersonic speed being whisked up to another dimension. But Luke tells it really simply, doesn't he? That um, Jesus ascended away from the earth and then a cloud hid him from their sight. In other words, Luke simply wants us to know that Jesus ascended and entered another dimension, the dimension of heaven. Um, why did Jesus need to go back to heaven? That's where he came from, wasn't it? Originally, he was the son of God from eternity. He came from heaven and he took on human flesh, was born into this world. And after his resurrection, he ascended back to heaven, fully God and fully human. And that's where he is now. So why did he leave the earth behind and go back to where he'd come from originally? Well, John in his gospel tells us, this is Jesus' words to his disciples. But very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate, that's the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he was on earth, Jesus uh, was in human form. Um, and as a human being limited by time and space, he couldn't be everywhere at once. After his resurrection, he did seem to have the, the, the strange power of being able to just appear in locked rooms. It appeared that um, you know, when the disciples were, were hidden away and the room was locked, he just, he just kind of appeared among them. 
So his body had been uh, transformed in some mysterious way, his resurrection body, but it was still physical. It was still a physical body because he ate a barbecue on the beach after his resurrection. Ghosts don't eat barbecues, as far as I'm aware, but Jesus did. So although his body had been transformed in some way by the resurrection, it was still a physical body. Um, he still had the, 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 the nail marks in his hands and feet, didn't he? So he was still human as well as God. And now, of course, he's back in heaven. And he, it had to be that way because Jesus had to share out his presence in the person of the Holy Spirit. When our um, children were, were very small, and those of you who are grandparents will recognize this, sometimes the, the children don't, the siblings don't want to do the same thing at the same time. They want to do different things. So you have the choice as parents you know, well, the only choice you've got as parents or grandparents is to, is to do the divide and conquer thing. You've got to split up, haven't you? If you're on your own, you're in trouble. Um, but if, if there's more than one of you, one of you can take one of the children and the other one can take the other child. And that's very often what I remember used to happen. I don't want to do that. So one of us would go off with one and one of us would go off with the other. In other words, we shared ourselves out amongst them. And that's what Jesus did, isn't it? In the uh, gift of the Holy Spirit, he shared out his presence with his, with his disciples because he couldn't be with all of them all of the time. There are, they reckon, about 2.8 billion Christians on the planet right now. It, um, Jesus is not able to, in, in his humanity, he's not able to be with every single one of them. That's why he sent the Holy Spirit to be God's presence in every Christian. So that's why the ascension had to, have, had to happen. Jesus had to go back to heaven so that his presence could be shared out in the Holy Spirit. Peter on the day of Pentecost preaches this, doesn't he? Uh, Acts chapter two, verse 32. God has raised this Jesus to life and we are all witnesses of it. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. So why couldn't Jesus have done that on earth? Why did he need to go back to heaven to pour out the Holy Spirit? Well, Peter tells us there that it was only after Jesus was sat down in victory as the king at the right hand of his father in heaven that the father gave him the gift of the Holy Spirit to then share out. Now, let me illustrate. In the ancient world, when a king went off to, to war against an enemy, as a sign of victory, they would bring back victory spoils, gifts of resources and gold and silver and valuables that they had taken from, from the enemy. And they would come back and have a victory prayed um, and uh, they would give out the spoils of victory to their own people. And this is what Jesus did when he ascended back to heaven and he sat down in victory at the right hand of the Father in heaven the Holy Spirit is the victory spoils of the king giving to his people the spoils of his victory. And his victory is over death, over sin, and over evil. Jesus is reigning now at the right hand of the Father, seated in victory in heaven. And that is a picture that he is reigning over the universe. 
Now, sometimes when you look at the news and you see the school shooting in America, we, we hear of the ongoing atrocities in Ukraine, we sometimes wonder, where is that reign of Jesus Christ as king, don't we? But he is still reigning. Satan's time on this earth is short. It is coming to an end. Jesus is returning, and the kingdom that he set in motion on earth will one day be fully consummated on the earth. But until then, until then, there will continue to be death and injustice and pain. But the good news is Jesus is on the throne. He is Lord of history, Lord of the universe, and all creation is moving towards that day when he will come and renew the heavens and the earth. So in other words, the world, the universe is not out of control. Whatever the news might uh, say to you, however anxious the news might make you feel, Jesus is reigning and he's coming again. That would be what Luke would say to us this morning about the ascension. Don't look at the news, look at Jesus seated in victory. So four things, um, I tried to get three, uh, but there were four. <laughs> four things that the ascension benefits us with, okay? First, the ascension enables each Christian to know God personally, all right? Jesus did not leave us as orphans when he went back to heaven. In fact, quite the opposite, he went away so that you and I could be adopted as children into God's family by the Holy Spirit. That was the way it had to happen. We could only become children of God through the Holy Spirit. Paul says this in Romans 8, the spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Isn't that wonderful? The Holy Spirit in us says, God loves you. God loves you, Martin, so much that he sent his one and only son to die for you. That's how much God loves you. So if you have a doubt that God loves you, just look at the empty cross. That is God's outstretched arms, I love you. I died for you. And the spirit in us reminds us of God's promises in his word. And the spirit reminds us that God loves us so much that he died for us. Um, we need to bear witness to love, don't we? Uh, you know this, if your children are away from you or your grandchildren, you, wanna, you, wanna, you want them still to know that you love them, don't you? Um, it doesn't matter whether how old children get. Um, our, our oldest now is 20, and he's away at uh, Sheffield University. And even though they're adults, they still get into difficulties, don't they? They still need love and support and comfort. They need to know that they're secure. So as often as we dare, we let Sam know on the phone and by text that we love him, that we're praying for him, because with all the struggles that go on at university and being away from home, you want your children, your grandchildren, to know that you love them, that you care for them, so that they feel secure, right? 
Well, that's what the Holy Spirit does in us. He reminds us that God loves us. He's the comforter, the counselor, the advocate, the one who comes alongside and says to our spirit, the Father loves you. Because God wants you and I to be secure and to know that we are loved, that we are his children. That's what God wants you to know and me to know. And the Holy Spirit testifies to that in us. He bears witness that the Father loves us. He wants us to be secure. He doesn't want us to be blown around like a cork on the sea, up and down and all over the place. He wants us to know that whatever we're going through, that he loves us. Every Christian can know that love through the Spirit. Second, Jesus' ascension assures us that he is reigning as king from heaven. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God in heaven, which is the place of majesty. Just as a king or a queen sits on the throne, Jesus is sitting on the throne right now of heaven at the right hand of the Father. He's reigning over the whole created order. He's the Lord of history. History, the world is moving towards that day when Christ returns. The disciples thought that the kingdom was coming in full right now. Jesus was talking about um, the Holy Spirit coming and they thought, ah, right, this is the time for the Messiah, Jesus, to reign from Jerusalem on King David's throne forever. This is the time when Jesus will come back straight away and he will bring the glory days of King David and then some, and he will renew the heavens and the earth and God will reign from, a, from Jerusalem on the throne for eternity. That's what they thought. And so they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? But Jesus wants to say, it's a much bigger kingdom than you're expecting. It's not just about restoring Israel and Jerusalem and King David's reign. This reign is going to be over the whole earth. The reign of God will not just be for Jews, it will be for Gentiles as well. And actually, the, their timing's a bit out as well. They, they assume that it would all happen right now, that the kingdom was coming and that heaven would come to earth and God would restore everything. But there's actually, Jesus said, there's going to be a delay. That the kingdom would not come straight away in its fullness, but that, he, that they were going to be sent out in the power of the Holy Spirit as witnesses to Jesus. Um, so there'd be a delay before his second coming. Verse 8. In the meantime, this is their job description. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. We just... Uh... Thank you. You need some air. You feel faint, Dave. You just stick your hand up and we'll get the wheelchair or something and uh, get you some air. Bless you. Lord, just guard uh, David, we pray. Watch over him. And uh, Lord, we just pray that you'd keep him safe. And uh, Lord, if he needs uh, some air, um, Lord, we pray that you would enable him to, to get that in Jesus' name. Amen.
So the Holy Spirit is given to the disciples and to us so that we can be witnesses to the ends of the earth. Now, it's not just to the 12 apostles that the Spirit is given. Um, Jesus says to the ends of the earth. In other words, there's a job for us still to do today. The disciples began it by preaching in Judea and Samaria and Jerusalem. Paul carried it on in his mission to the Gentiles. And we are called as Christ's witnesses today to carry that work of mission on to uh, all nations, to the ends of the earth. So this is an ongoing job description for every single Christian is called to be a witness. Um, and there's a delay in the coming again of Jesus precisely so that you and I can get on with being witnesses in word and deed. There are people in your workplace, family, street, neighbors who don't know Christ. Jesus has placed you in the house you're in, in the workplace you're in, in the family you're in, so that you can bear witness to him. That's why he's put you where you are. He wants you to bear witness for him wherever he's placed you. Um, you might think, well, I don't want to live in this street, or my, have you seen my family? That's not the point. Jesus has placed you uniquely where you are to be a witness wherever you are. No one else has been placed there. You have. You're called to be a witness wherever you are. Um, And we've got this job to do until Jesus comes back. When Jesus comes back, he will renew the heavens and the earth, and all of his people will go to live with him in a new heaven and a new earth with no more pain, no more suffering, no more tears, no more death. It's good news, isn't it? Thank you. Third, Jesus' ascension means that he offers us his authority and power to be his witnesses. You know, Jesus doesn't say, be, be my witnesses, and all the best, does he? You know, hope you get on okay. It's not what Jesus did, is it? He has given us authority and power. If you don't believe me, look at the end of Matthew's gospel. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, says Jesus. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. How is Jesus with us? You've guessed it, the Holy Spirit. He's given us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now let me illustrate this with a story from the Old Testament. Um, the prophet Elijah was a prophet who did many miraculous things in his lifetime. Um, one of them was that he hit the water of the Jordan with his cloak, his mantle. Uh, he rolled it up, hit the water, and the water parted to the right and the left so that him and Elisha, Elisha was his young apprentice prophet, by the way, they were able to walk across the Jordan on dry land. But Elijah didn't die in the usual way. He was taken up to heaven. He ascended to heaven in a chariot. Um, you know the England rugby song, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot, Coming Forth to Carry Me Home. Sorry, Howard. I, I'm tempted to get everybody to sing it just to annoy you, but I won't. That is based loosely on the biblical story of 2 Kings chapter 2, because a chariot literally came to earth and 
Elijah was taken up to heaven in a whirlwind in a chariot and England fans had something to sing at the rugby. <laughs> so he ascended back to heaven, right? But before he ascended back to heaven, Elisha, his young apprentice, who God was raising up to replace Elijah, to be the prophet who spoke into the life of Israel, God's chosen nation, Elisha was invited to ask to make one request. And he said to Elijah, give me a double portion of your spirit. In other words, the power of the spirit that's resting on you, I want double that, please. And God granted that request. And so the cloak, the mantle that was on Elijah was placed on Elisha. And Elisha did what Elijah did. He took the cloak that had been on Elijah, a symbol of God's powerful anointing through the Holy Spirit. And he rolled up the cloak, the mantle, and he struck the waters of the Jordan and the Jordan rivers parted and him and Elijah were able to walk through. And all the company of the prophets that were watching said, ah, I, we see that the spirit of Elijah is now resting on Elisha. So when Elijah was ascended back to heaven, the mantle of authority, the power of the spirit that had rested on Elijah had now been placed on Elisha. And that's what Jesus does with you and me. He clothes us with his power and authority through the Holy Spirit. He passes on the baton just as Elijah did with Elisha Jesus clothes you and me in the cloak of his authority and power through the Spirit. And he says, now you go and be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. I sometimes wonder, do we realize how much power and authority Jesus has actually given us? We walk around as though we're powerless, don't we? Oh, I'm ever so humble. Hope I don't offend. Right? Jesus has clothed us in power and authority to go and make disciples, to be his witnesses to the ends of the earth. He's put his power and authority in us so that we can pray for people, see them healed, see them released. He's put his power and authority on us so that we can do the work of witnesses. If only we could get a hold of this, we'd have more confidence, wouldn't we? That's what God wants. That's what he's ordained. He clothes us in his power. Sometimes we behave as though it, it's just us. It's all down to us. You know, little me, poor me. I hope I don't mess it up. Right? God has given us his spirit. No wonder Jesus encourages us to ask for the gift of the spirit. I love this little passage in Luke 11. Jesus says, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, even good fathers have evil in them, right? Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? <laughs> God is perfectly loving. And he loves to give the Holy Spirit to those who are open to the Holy Spirit. He loves nothing better 
and clothing us in power from on high so that we can be witnesses, so that we can do the stuff that Jesus has called us to do. John Wimber used to say, doing the stuff, didn't he? I know what he means. Get on with the job, be his witnesses, do the stuff that Jesus did. And Jesus has given us his Holy Spirit. If we really believe this, we'd pray with more faith, wouldn't we? If we really believe this, we'd have more confident in, confidence in talking about Jesus. Um, church values, please. You're going to get fed up with these. Good, because I hope you remember them. Spirit-filled, number one. The reason that's number one is because you can't do any of the others without being spirit-filled. You won't be Bible-saturated. In other words, you won't have a hunger and thirst for Scripture, for reading it, unless you're spirit-filled, right? You won't have a boldness and a confidence and a desire to share Jesus unless you're spirit-filled, right? You won't love God and others in the way that Jesus has commanded unless you are spirit-filled. You can love God and others without being spirit-filled, but it won't be as powerful and as honoring to God as if you're spirit-filled. So that's why spirit-filled is number one. It all begins with trusting in Jesus and receiving the Holy Spirit and going on being filled with the Holy Spirit. Fourthly and lastly, the ascension keeps us longing for Jesus' return. Um, this is what Jesus, this is what the, the angels said to the disciples who were staring up at the sky. I, I, I'd have been staring up at the sky, wouldn't you? Going, oh, wonder where he's gone. <laughs> you know, will he peep out from behind that cloud or is that it? You know, I'd be there. Wow. But the angel directs their attention back to the job at hand. This same Jesus who's been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you've seen him go. In other words, there's a time limit for being witnesses. Time's running out. We're in the last days, the days of the Holy Spirit. These are the days before Jesus returns. There are no more days after that for people to turn to Jesus, okay? In case you're wondering, That's, this is it. So we've got a job to do of bearing witness to Jesus in the power of the Spirit, because he's coming back in the same way you saw him go into heaven. How's that? Well, Mark 14, 62. You will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. And when he returns, Every knee will have to bow. Every tongue will have to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Whether they've acknowledged him on earth or not, they won't be able to not acknowledge him because he will come in glory and power to take his people to be with him in a new heaven and a new earth. And he will restore, renew the heavens and the earth. And his followers, those who trusted him and loved him in this life, will go to be with him. So have you trusted in Jesus in this life yet? Have you bowed the knee to Jesus yet in your own life? Or are you still living for yourself as though God doesn't exist? Folks, these are the last days. These are the days to turn to Jesus and receive salvation. These are the days to know that you're going to heaven. 
So don't delay it. Don't keep putting it off. Some of you have been sat here and you've heard a number of weeks that Jesus is reigning and you've had the challenge to invite him into your life and you're going, nah, not for me. Well, I'm here to say this morning, time is running out. There's an urgency. You need to submit to Jesus as king. So if you haven't done that yet this morning, can I invite you to get prayer after this service? I'd love to lead you in a prayer where you invite Jesus to be Lord and King, to submit to him. There will come a day when you won't have any more time to do that. That's what the word says. So do it today. But here's what I want, here's the challenge. Do we believe the word of God that just as Elijah passed on the mantle of authority to Elisha, do we believe this morning, church, that Jesus wants to clothe us with the power of his spirit? Do we believe that? Well, that's good. Because that's what the word says. Jesus has ascended, just as Elijah ascended, precisely so that we can be clothed with the mantle and authority of Jesus. Wow. Jesus went away so the Holy Spirit could come and fill us and give us power and authority. I found that quite exciting. Do you? In other words, the Holy Spirit is Jesus in us. He's God in us. The power of God in us. The authority of God in us. To pray, to, to see healing. To see people saved and turning to Jesus. God wants to work in you and through you in the power of his spirit do you believe that this morning wow good and he wants people who are hungry for more of the spirit anybody yeah good we could be a pentecostal church really couldn't we <laughs> we're going to pray for the holy spirit to come because we believe that the Father wants to pour out afresh the Holy Spirit. Um, I'm going to pray for all of us, but then I'm going to give an opportunity. If you would, I really hope you do. I, I, I hope we have a stream of people at the front here this morning, because I'd love to pray with loads of you. Um, we could all do with fresh power from on high, couldn't we, to be witnesses? We're all a bit stuttery and wobbly. We all need a fresh injection of confidence don't we so i'm going to i'm going to pray and then we're going to sing a song during that song i'm going to invite you if you've heard the holy spirit speaking to you this morning if you would like a fresh clothing of power and authority from on high to be the a witness for jesus come and just stand or sit down the front on the front row here and i'm just going to alert prayer team right now when you see people coming, would you just come and pray with them, lay hands on them and ask the Spirit to just fill them? So deacons, elders, um, and our prayer team, you know who you are. Would you just come and pray with people? If you're a leader and uh, you'd like to receive the Holy Spirit, please come and receive. Don't, um, you know, if you really feel I need to receive the Holy Spirit, then you're released from praying. Please come and just receive. I don't want you to feel oh, I can't because um, I'm praying come come and be prayed for um so let's uh 
let's pray and then we'll sing. Would you stand with me just as a sign of respect for our Savior, for King Jesus? King Jesus, we, we see you high and lifted up. We see you seated at the right hand of the Father in victory. And Lord, we want to say this morning that we love you. We bow the knee. You are King Jesus. And Jesus, we pray this morning that you would pour out the gift of your Holy Spirit in this place on us. Lord, give us a hunger and a thirst for more of your spirit this morning. Lord, I pray that you would move the hearts of your people even now to want to seek to be filled with the power and presence of Jesus through the Spirit. So come, Holy Spirit, have your way among us. And Lord, I, I pray that you'd help people respond this morning. Give people the courage, Lord, to make that response, to come um, down the front here, Lord, and to receive a fresh filling of your spirit. So, Lord, just work on hearts now in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to sing. And as we're singing, just come. Come and uh, receive uh, prayer and prayer team. Just be ready to, to come and, and pray. Thank you. Dream. 
And even if you haven't felt prompted to come to the front, we all need more of the Holy Spirit. So let's sing prayerfully to asking God to breathe on us and fill our lives anew. Father God, how can we begin to thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit? Would you breathe on us? Fill us anew. Not just for today, but for every day. Holy Spirit, would you come? And enable us to be the witnesses that Father God wants us to be. Holy Spirit, will you fill us and make us complete in you? <laughs> 